Blog Talk Radio. sure to do so. Uh, this is the last, you know, um, 
World Championship that we'll see for Serena. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that she does make it to Friday night. All right. Um, what else is on my mind? Oh, can you believe it? It's been 25 years since the death of Princess Diana. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it does seem like it was a while ago, but 25 years today. All right. And then what else is today? Today marks day eight. Eight days, y'all. Eight days and counting until the kickoff of the 2022 NFL season. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I'm going to be excited. I'm going to keep my excitement down because you already know on next week we'll be one day away. Oh, shuck it, ducky, quack, quack. All right, but right now we still have eight days to go. So in the meantime and in between time, we are still going to talk about sports. All right, so let's go ahead and get to the rundown for tonight. Say it ain't so, Jimmy G returns to the fold. What? Who saw this coming? I cannot wait to talk about this. Uh, preseason, of course, week three recap, so there's cuts. Um, the preseason is winding down. Have to, every team has to get down to their 53-man roster, so we will try to definitely talk about that. Matt Areza, um accused of gang rape and released by the Buffalo Bills. We will talk about that. John Wall um, of the L.A. Clippers, he speaks out on his depression. Um, definitely want to uh, have a moment to talk about that tonight. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. You already know, a jam-packed show for you. So these two hours will be filled with nonstop sports talk. All right, so with that, without further ado, let's go ahead. We'll jump into our first break. The breaks tonight, if you are a fan, you already know what they will be, and if you don't know, then by the end of the show, you will know. Okay, that's all I can say. So we'll go ahead and jump into our first break, and then on the outside of that, we will be bringing in the ladies to talk about it. NFL, Jimmy G, what? Come back. All right, let's talk about it. (laughs) And that is so much more. It's the ladies of sports, y'all. LL Sports 2 with DJ. We'll be right back after the break.
y'all. MJ, Michael Jackson, yes indeed. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Let me just go ahead and warn you, if I'm back late from the break, it's because I've been over here jamming and not paying attention to the to the uh, clock, okay, <laughs> to the timer. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Y'all know I love me some MJ, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that was the beauty of having Jackson as my last name, I swear to God, when I was in elementary school. Then people thought my parents uh, bought me a, a two beater jackets, a red one and a white one. Them folks knew I was related to Michael Jackson. You know, I I lived that up. Stop it now. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk some sports. Let's go ahead and bring in the ladies of this wonderful show. It is the triple threat in the house tonight. Uh, oh, ladies, uh, Janelle, hey, Lou, how you do? Girl, you a mess. You said you said Michael Jackson. You just lived it up. I said the boy was my brother. <laughs> oh, good evening, lady. Hey, Lou. Wow. Yes, indeed. You know, growing up in Kansas City, it was it was only a handful of us, and I'm talking one hand. Okay. So, uh, yes, indeed. And the last name, Jackson, I told them people, when I came in there with that beat of Jackson, I said, Michael sent, sent that to me from Netherlands, never, never, wherever he was from. You know what I'm talking about, with the monkey and bam, bam, and all that good stuff. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but I never could get Michael to come to the school. They never could understand that. I told him he was coming. He never came. But that's all right. Hopefully they forgive me. <laughs> How doing tonight, ladies? I'm doing fine. Janelle, are you there? Did we lose you? No, ma'am. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies, let us go ahead. Let's shout out to everybody, everybody on Facebook Live. I see you in the house. There's Von Harris, my Auntie Karen, my Auntie Kim, holding down the shot town fort. Of course, and you already know Denise Green holding down that timeline for you, girl. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday night tonight. All right, ladies, so let's go ahead and get into it. And, yes, we are kicking the show off. I rarely do this when it comes to, to news about my team, but I, I, we're kicking the show off tonight with Jimmy G. Yes, indeed, Jimmy G is back. Guess who's back? Woo, the divorce that never was. I don't know what to, what to say about this, but, you know, I'm going to give my opinion. But let's go ahead and, and give the facts of the story. So sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Monday that Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, former starting quarterback, um, and the 49ers, they agreed to a restructured one-year contract that is going to be worth $6.5 million. Now, originally his contract was going to be $24.2 million this year if we had not um, – so if he had not restructured his contract, we were going to, he was going to be due $24.2 million if he was on our roster come September the 11th. Now, the $6.5 million is fully guaranteed, and the New Look deal, it does contain another total of 500000 in roster bonuses um, plus playtime bonuses um, that could boost it up to nearly $9 million. Um, I'm sorry, it could boost it up another $9 million, which would make him make $16 million by the end of the year. So, again, 
Um, there's incentives, a $500,000 roster bonus, um, and then if he gets playing time throughout the season, it could boost his salary up to 16. So not getting the whole 24 of what he would have earned, but you know, substantially more than the 6.5. However, that is barring you know he does get playing time this season. Um, his restructured contract also includes a no trade and no tag clause that ensures that Garoppolo will serve as the backup to Trey Lance this season. Um, and it will also enable him to explore unrestricted free agency next season in 2023. Um, so the cap hit now that my 49ers will take will only be $8.5 million versus the $27 million that, again, had he been on the roster without the restructured contract on September 11th that we would have owed. So basically, by him doing the, by him restructuring his contract, it makes it a win-win. I hate to say it, a win-win for both sides, but I say it's a win-win for both sides because Jimmy was willing to restructure the contract. So only if you're able or if you're willing to do this, then you know, do you come out on um, on a positive note as well? Because you could have easily said no and forced the 49ers to either, you know, find a trade or to release you. So, again, I say it's a win-win on both sides. Head coach Kyle Shanahan, he spoke um, to the media on yesterday, and a part of his quote um, in regards to Garoppolo says, I quote, we have a starting quarterback as a backup. The rest of the league had a chance to get him, end quote. He was basically saying that this is the best of the both worlds that either one of the two parties could have um, asked for or wanted. So now, Trey Lance, this is his team. He still remains the starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo now, former starting quarterback. Yes, the quarterback who, when he starts, we do win. When he is out, we do seem to lose. He is the quarterback that has taken us to two NFC Championship games, fresh off of an NFC Championship last season. Yes, he did take us to the Super Bowl a few seasons ago, losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. But now Jimmy Garoppolo remains on the 49ers roster as the backup to starting quarterback Trey Lance. Now, before I comment, because um, I definitely have my comments, but I just want to uh, give the floor to you ladies. Do you have any questions that you would like for me to answer in regards to um, this? this storyline here. Um, I figured Janelle might, but I wanted to open up to both Aunt Lou and to Janelle if there were any questions. Um, so, Janelle, do you have? No, I, I had um, read I had read about the deal and, and understood the terms and everything, but my, my question it was pertaining to you. I was just, and I meant to text you about this. I, I'm just curious how you're feeling about this situation, considering um, you were a Jim Garoppolo fan for a long time, and, and now you actually have him as a backup. I'm just curious where your mindset is with this. That is a wonderful question. Um, overall, I am ecstatic. This, to me, is the best possible scenario that we could be in. And the reason why I'm ecstatic is because we have always found ourselves in a hole when it comes to backup quarterbacks. And this goes back to Colin Kaepernick. I say this all the time. Colin was handcuffed, I feel, 
because we didn't have someone that could come in and just seamlessly pick up the offense, you know, if Colin were to have went down. So I think that they tried to um, maneuver him or force him to be the quarterback that he wasn't because they were trying to keep him healthy. So again, this goes back, in my opinion, to Colin Court. I'm sorry, to, to Colin Kaepernick, that we have been in um, basically in in a hole when it comes to the backup quarterback. The fact that Jimmy G restructured his contract to me that speaks to his maturity. That speaks to his um, realism. He is a very realistic person. Um, let's be real. There were no, there was nobody knocking down the door to obtain the, the services of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, he is coming off of this shoulder surgery. Um, yes, he has a, a propensity to be hurt. <laughs> let's just be real. Um, so were those like mitigating circumstances or factors of, of why people were not knocking down his door? I don't know, but nobody was calling. Um, the Jets, they had a, a scare with their quarterback going down. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're kind of still in flux with who are they going to start. You know, I do believe that Mike Tomlin knows who he's going to start, but could they have used the services of Jimmy Garoppolo in the, starting in the offseason, um, going into preseason? I'm sure they could have. Uh, of course, the Cleveland Browns now being without um, Deshaun Watson. Uh, yes, Jacoby Brissett is a, is a firm um, and solid starting quarterback for 11 games, but you don't think they could have used the services of a Jimmy Garoppolo um, even before Baker Mayfield went to the Carolina Panthers. So there were a lot of teams that I think could have and probably should have the Seahawks. Now, I know we we did not want him to go to the Seahawks. We did not want to see him remain in our division, but if if the call, I'm sure if it was made and, and, and the deal was, was good enough, I mean, what can you really do? You can't hold him back. You can't hinder him. Um, but, again, it just doesn't seem that nobody was calling. So for Jimmy to be willing to restructure his contract um, to, so, so we don't have to take the big cap hit, so that we don't have to owe him the, the huge um, sum of money for him to be a backup, I think it is excellent. Do I feel it's pressure on Trey Lance? Absolutely not, because I'm a firm believer that pressure busts pipes. This is still Trey Lance's team. Um, if he feels like Jimmy is looking over his shoulder and kind of, you know, on his back waiting to take his job, then maybe that's the mindset of Trey Lance. Um, Kyle Shanahan, Coach Shanahan, and GM John Lynch, they have made it clear since the beginning of OTAs, this is Trey Lance's team. He didn't beat out Jimmy Garoppolo for the, you know, for the job. So is there a question of is Trey Lance really the better quarterback? I don't know. But guess what? It's Trey Lance's team, and it's time for him to take the reins. Um, I do not expect for Trey Lance to come out of the, the gates gunning or to be on fire. Would that be great if he did? Of course. I would love for us to be able to go 6-0, and 7-0, and 4-0, um, whatever we start out with. But I'm already expecting the growing pains of a Trey Lance. But does that mean if we go 0-3 or 1-4 or 2-6, and 6, does that mean we pull the, pull the plug on Trey Lance and put in Absolutely not. He'll never be successful with that. Um, but then on the flip side, we are a Super Bowl-bound team. We are not in a rebuilding phase. We are not, um, you know, we're not trying to put the pieces together. We are a ready-made, Super Bowl-ready team. We just lost in the NFC Championship last year. We were a interception away from going to the Super Bowl. So my patience level is not going to be too high. I'm not going to lie to you. 
Um, so that's going to be a decision that, that, the, that the brass is going to have to make. You know, if we're going into week eight, nine, looking a little shaky, you know, do I want this whole season to be a, a wash? Absolutely not, because we just went to, to, the, to the NFC Championship game last year. So um, I know I'm probably a little bit all over the place, but you know me, I'm going to keep it real. And that's, that's how I feel as of August 31st, 2022, heading into the season. And all my 49er fans, everybody out there, y'all hit us up. Hit us up on the timeline or call us up, 347-826-7924. So, Janelle, I don't know, does does that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm shocked that that you're uh, happy about it. But, yeah, it definitely answers my question. I kind of figured, because when we talked last, you were kind of over – um, kind of over Jimmy not being able to get you guys over the hump. So you were kind of ready for, you know, ready for uh, the new boy to take over. So I, I'm just, I'm shocked that you're, that you're happy about him staying. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely ecstatic because what better backup quarterback to have than your former, former starting quarterback. Now there is a new, some new, you know, plays and, excuse me, new system, because we have Brian Greasy as our, um, you know, quarterback's coach now, because um, the former uh, quarterback's coach is now Mike McDaniel. He's now the head coach of the, uh, you know, Miami Dolphins. So, and he has not been in practice. He has not been in the meetings. He's not been able to sit, you know, because they knew that they were going to be getting rid of him. So, you know, how long is it going to take for him to get up to speed or, you know, to learn the playbook? I don't know. Uh, but hopefully, you know, and fingers crossed, hopefully we don't need Jimmy. That's that's my, it, it, being totally honest, I hope that Jimmy never has to see the field. One, because Trey is doing excellent, and two, because Trey does not get injured. But if he does, there's no better backup quarterback for me, in my opinion, for the 49ers than Jimmy Garoppolo. This is the best scenario that I could have asked for. Never thought it would happen because I didn't think that he would be willing to restructure his contract. This is the only way it could have happened, though, if he, uh, for him to restructure his contract. Three, four, seven, the one eight, thing six, I will say. Seven, nine, two, go ahead. Four. Go ahead, uh, ahead Janelle. The one thing I will say is it definitely shows his maturity. It, it definitely um, shows the type of uh, the caliber person he is because for him to be willing to do that, and, and like you said, um, uh, he he definitely is realistic because to to look at the fact that um, he did he did have some conversations but didn't actually get any any uh, you know serious hooks on the line it it just um, I, I guess he had to look at it the, you know for what it was and say you know it, I'm already here I might as well you know at least try and get another season in and see what happens after that so. I'm I'm definitely happy for him because I was hoping that he wouldn't end up in a situation where he wasn't with anybody. Definitely. Um, hey, Lou, uh, any comments on it? Do you have a question for me? No, um, I'm happy for Jimmy. Jimmy G, Jimmy G, wee, wee, wee. Um, I'm happy for him because it, he, he's, he's been faithful. He's proven himself and stuff. He just couldn't get them you know, a win, but he did get him there. So uh, maybe they, you know, you say that he probably won't play, but it would be nice if, if they did a little tag team and, you know, I don't even know. But I'm happy for you because you sound excited, ecstatic, and 
erratic. <laughs> not erratic, not yet. The season hasn't started yet. I, I think I've hold my, I'm holding my erraticness, <laughs> if that's a word. <laughs> Shout out to everybody tuning in on Facebook. Timothy Soyasi in the house. What's going on tonight? Tony Maddox in the house tonight. JB, my brother JB, Jackie in the house. Nate, what's going on with you? Yvonne, thank you all so much for tuning in. Charlene Sawyer, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Steven, everybody. Marty, what's going on, everybody? Thank you all so much. And for all my 49er fans, yes, please hit me up. I want to know your thoughts. What do you think about us bringing Jimmy G back into the fold as the backup quarterback? Um, One thing I will say about 49er fans, now they could be some of the most um, uh, erratic unrealistic fans, I think, sometimes. Um, Now, I always talk about the Cowboy fans, you know, being delusional and everything, but sometimes my 49er fans, they could just be like, come on, y'all, I'm going to need for y'all to just get it together. Just be realistic in your your, uh, fandom. But I do want to hear, you know, what the 49er fans have to say uh, who listen to the show. But for those who will be calling for the head of Trey Lance, if we get off to a rough start, don't do that. Um, and, and you know, uh, and Lou, I don't know if, if, you know, you were kind of saying it in jest, but like doing a tag team throughout the season, I totally disagree with that. If it's Trey Lance's team, let Trey go out there and either rise or fall however he's going to do it. But don't – I hope they're not planning to, you know, interject Jimmy Garoppolo in certain plays, not that, because that's going to mess with the psyche, I would believe, of Trey Lance. He is still a rookie. Uh, coming in, I'm only rookie, but he's his second year. He only played two games last year, so technically I do consider this his rookie season. Um, but if it's going to be Trey Lance's team, if it's Trey area time, then the reins need to be turned over to Trey. We do not need to see Jimmy unless it's a total disaster. And I'm talking, if I say total, I mean, we got to be like 10, 11 games in. I, I, I know I probably sound like I'm – playing double dutch here, but I don't want the full, the season to go to a waste if there's a possibility for us to rectify it. But, again, I, I don't want no, uh, the back and forth between Jimmy and Trey because it has to be Trey's team. We have to let him sink, or if Trey gets hurt, you know, God forbid. Um, but other than that, you know, it, it's, it's Trey's time. Um, and we have to see. We gave up two first-round picks to, to, to jump up to go get him. We have to see what he's made of. And I honestly don't feel like if he wasn't ready or if the brass didn't think he could get there that they would have pulled the trigger. Because there's nothing wrong with keeping him on the bench. You know, yes, we, we paid a high price to get him, but how long did, did Aaron Rodgers sit on the bench before, you know, Brett Favre finally decided what he wanted to do? And then they put him in and see what happened, you know, with the Aaron Rodgers era. I mean, he's turned out to be one of the best, uh, if not one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in NFL history. Um, only one Super Bowl, but still, you can't you can't take away what he's what he's meant to uh, the NFL. So, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, so I'm ready for the Trey Lance era. Um, I do hope that he you know succeeds, uh, but I am giving him uh, grace a grace period because that's a lot of pressure. You know, he's the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. The history alone of that, uh, plus coming in on a ready-made team. We are Super Bowl bound and ready. So, are you ready, Trey Lance? There is no pressure, TJ. No pressure for the baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
Pressure indeed. But like I said, pressure bust pipes. It's time to see what you're made of, Trey. Time to see what you made. Put your big boy drawers on, jockstrap. Let's go. Let's get it. All right. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. But, Janelle, you kind of um, mentioned it, uh, you know, a little bit, but I did want to pose the question, you know, does this make either side look bad? The 49ers for, you know, keeping him or wanting to keep him or Jimmy G for not finding another home? Um, you know, you, you kind of touched on it, but I just wanted to pose that question to you ladies. Do you think, or does it make either one of them look bad or not look bad? Um, Janelle, kick that off. No, I think that's a smart move on both ends um, because the worst thing you want to do is go into um, go into a season, a first season with a new quarterback and not have somebody that you know for a fact can back him up. Um, that was one of the things that, that I was afraid of when we lost Matt Ryan. It's like you don't, you don't ever want to be in a situation where your number one and your number two is questionable. So for you guys to have a, a previous number one as your number two, you guys are golden right now. That, that was a smart move on both, on both parties' behalf. Okay. Hey, Lou, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm with Janelle on that. It doesn't make them look bad at all. They, You know, uh, I think that it will, you know, God forbid if Trey got hurt or anything, you know, they know what Jimmy's capable of doing. But, um, no, I think it's, it's fine. It's all good in the neighborhood. Sure enough is. Rogers. Uh, JB says, um, where did it go? Oh, he said, unreal, unrealistic is not even the word. You are right about that. Sometimes our fans, what they say on, on these uh, boards, it's like, just go sit down. Are you really a fan, or do you just like to hear yourself talk? Um, JB says, I don't see Jimmy playing a game unless Trey gets hurt. Okay, I, I hope not. I definitely hope. But, JB, I do want to hear your thoughts, though. If if the season does seem like it's going in the wrong direction, what do you think, um, you know, what do you think the team will do or what should they do? Um, you know, because uh, I know you feel like I do. We are Super Bowl bound. So um, just your thoughts on, on what, what you think about that. Also, good news uh, coming out of, you know, preseason. Like I said, no serious injuries or, uh, you know, anything like that. And I'm so happy for – Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, he is on the 53-man roster. So shout out to the last man who was drafted. He beat out the potential or expected backup quarterback, Nate um, Sudfeld. So shout out to you, Brock. I told you Purdy, Purdy was doggone good, and Purdy got him a spot on that 53-man roster. Go on, Purdy. All right, now. Moving on. You might really be out of control. I just love saying his name. Can't you tell? Oh, Birdie. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. But uh, moving on to a serious, uh, very serious story here. Former Bills punter Matt Areza, um accused of rape. So him and two others, they have been accused of gang raping a 17-year-old girl. This was last year in a lawsuit filed in San Diego County Superior Court. This was on um, last Thursday. So just a little bit of the details. The lawsuit obtained by ESPN involved allegations against Areza and two of his former San Diego State teammates. The other men named in the complaint are Xavier Leonard. Uh, he was a redshirt freshman uh, with the Aztecs and Nolan Awaliko. 
Uh, he was a freshman last season but is no longer on the listed roster. So all three are accused of rape, gender violence, and false imprisonment. The lawsuit accused Areza, who was 21 at the time, of having sex with the then high school senior who was under the age of consent in California outside uh, at an off-campus party held at his residence during the early hours of October 17, 2021. So this is little uh, coming up on a year ago. The suit states that Areza then brought her inside a room where at least three other men were, including Leonard and Wallaco, and that she was repeatedly raped for about an hour and a half until the party was shut down. Now, again, this was while he was in college, before he came on um, an NFL roster, then it was the Buffalo Bills. Um, this, the suit was filed uh, and first reported by the Los Angeles Times. It uh, states that the minor, who is named Jane Doe, uh, because she's underage, or she was underage at the time, I'm sorry, went in and out of consciousness but remembers moments as the men took turns assaulting her. The suit also stated that her nose, um, belly button, and ear piercings had been pulled out during the acts, and she was also bleeding from her vagina. Um, Doe alleges that Areza was aware of her being in high school. Uh, she alleges that she was handed a drink, um, but she did not see Areza pour it. Um, and there is belief and information from Doe that it might have contained other intoxicating substances besides the alcohol. Um, now, Areza's criminal attorney, Kerry Armstrong, um, he calls the accusation false, told the Times, um, their, Times and their investigator um, that there's contradicting, you know, stories, uh, according to the lawsuit. Um, they're trying to say that it's a shakedown that Areza um, is experiencing because he was on an NFL roster. Um, they're also saying that the day after the party, Doe reported the alleged rape to San Diego police. They then opened an investigation. Um, there were no arrests that were made or have been, um, have been made since then. Um, and at the time, the suspects, they had not been publicly identified. So they've only recently been publicly identified. Um, also, according to the suit, there was a call that was made to Areza from Jane Doe. Um, this was arranged by the detectives uh, from the sex crimes unit of the San Diego Police Department. And Areza did acknowledge having sex with Jane Doe in the phone call, and he also said that she should be tested for STDs. When she asked a more direct question about whether they had sex, this was per the detective's request, Areza changed his tone and said that he didn't remember anything that happened that night. Um, so a lot to unpack, a lot to unfold. Um, but the update, though, the recent, when this report was first reported, um, he was a punter or a kicker on the Buffalo Bills. Um, after this was reported and released, the Buffalo Bills promptly released him on August 27th. So, ladies, again, I know there was a lot to um, unfold, to, uphold, uh, to, to undertake here. I'm not sure if you ladies had even heard of the story, but just want to get your overall thoughts. Um, once again, here we are with a athlete being accused, um, and this is, these are very, some very serious crimes here, uh, gang rape. Um, so just your overall thoughts on the situation and how quickly, um, how you feel about how quickly the Buffalo Bills um, took um, solution, you know, to hearing of the story. Amy Lou, we'll have you kick that one off first. 
That's, that's beautiful. I, I, I heard about, I read about it. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's just pitiful. He's a young guy, a young, good-looking guy, but he's a, uh, what's wrong with these people? Raping, I mean, and, and, you know, just going crazy like that. He was So he was 21 when it happened, and so he's not that much older now. I just, you know, it's just sad. It's it's, it's a, a travesty. I have to say, I feel sorry for the girl. You know, it's enough to get raped by one guy, but three guys? Come on, people. This is crazy. Let me say this. And what are your thoughts about the Buffalo Bills going ahead and releasing him? Oh, very proud of them. Um, you know, they 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 they're getting in front of it. You know what I mean? And then this won't be lasting and going on as long as uh, this last thing that we went through. And so, you know, they they got to know that there's some type of truth to it. You know, even if it's all is not true. You know what I mean? Okay. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. It is the triple threat in the house tonight. Janelle, Aunt Lou, and TJ. We are uh, currently talking about the Matt Areza story, um, accused of gang rape of, of a um, then seventeen-year-old high school student back when they were attending. Um, uh, I just had it here. College, San Diego State. Um, college, him and three other teammates. Uh, Janelle, your thoughts on the situation overall and the swift action taken by the Bills? Um, I, I definitely uh, feel the situation overall is just tragic. It, it's it's very um, sad that we are in a climate right now where these young kids think it's okay um, to to do these type of things because this is not you you hear about this on the news all the time um you you know i i happen to be um an aunt of several um kids who are in in college right now and the stories that i hear it just it amazes me um it's just it's it's terrible and i do feel bad for her what what i question is why it took so long. This happened back in October of last year. Why it took so long for this story to get out because the Bills could have got ahead of this long before now and not even bothered to bring him in as a kicker, you know, as a punter. They would have been able to um, take care of this uh, immediately, knowing the situation, allowing him to get this situation taken care of before they even offered him something. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, very confused about that, but as far as the way the bills handle it, I think they did the right thing. Um, don't don't let this become a distraction for your team. Let let him go ahead and you know release him and let him go ahead and get his situation handled, however it plays out, however it works out, and move on from that. Um, if in fact you know things turn out that he isn't charged with anything and and he's cleared of all charges, and you want to bring him back, then fine. But it's just that I feel like that um, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They they did exactly what they were supposed to do because you don't want, um, especially coming off a season that they just had, you don't want to go into your new season with anything um, being a distraction when you guys have a goal ahead of you. Totally agree with you totally on all aspects because, and that's the main reason why I wanted to read that portion of the story where it said that a day after the party, Jane Doe, she did report the alleged rape to San Diego police. So, and the detectives had her phone 
the accuser. Um, and in the phone conversation, you know, he admits to, to, to telling the, the girl to go get checked for STDs. I mean, what else did you need in order to bring charges at that time? Um, and then now for, you know, the the – the lawyer of Areza, you know, trying to say that it's a shakedown because, you know, he's now on an NFL roster. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that, buddy. If, if that's where you're trying to go with your defense, I think you're going to come a little bit better than that. You're going to, have to earn your money a little bit better than that. Um, so now I'm kind of looking side-eyed at the San Diego police. What is it? Why has it taken you almost a year um, to even, you know, allow it to get this far without? charges being made and have them being arrested, you know, um, or, or what have you. These are some very serious allegations. I mean, just the uh, part alone of her being gang raped, but just the assault, having her piercings ripped out of her body. I mean, do you know how violent an act that is? Right, I, I, exactly. I yeah. Exactly. That's an animal. Not a man, that's an animal. Oh, my goodness. I, I just feel so bad for this young woman. Um, and then, like you said, for it to be multiple, so I think the ball has been dropped on on all sides on this. Um, his his name had to be on some type of police report or the police wire. So was it that the bills just didn't do their due due diligence when you know um, vetting you know the player? But that's neither here nor there. We are here now, and they promptly did. I totally agree with you. Now did what they needed to do. Um, they do say that they stand beside him. You know, they support him in this. Um, he needs to take care of this business, and then whatever happens once it's resolved, okay, if you're able to clear your name, hey, we might extend a hand for you to join the team again. If not, see you when I see you. Uh, but kudos to, to the Buffalo Bills, though, for doing uh, doing what was right, because even though this was not done as a Buffalo Bill, you know, this, again, this was done while he was in college, San Diego State, but now it is the Bills' problem because he was on their roster. So the best thing to do is just let him go handle that, and then we'll see you on the flip side of that. So kudos to the Buffalo Bills. So that they definitely did the right thing. <clears throat> 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so let's go ahead uh move into our next story here real quick. I, I wanted to get um, the opinions here of the ladies. Janelle had hit me up um, when this story broke. And definitely y'all hit us up on the timeline. Um, make sure to share your thoughts because that is what uh, helps the show and, and, and gives uh, voice to the show as well, your thoughts and opinions, or call us up, again, 347-826-7924. So we know that there was an incident with the um, reigning Super Bowl champs and reigning AFC uh, conference champions, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams, where there was a melee in one of the practices that they had. Uh, long story short, there's video. They were saying that the, that the practices were pretty contentious both days. Uh, but whatever happened in the midst of the fray, Aaron Donald, you know, we know two-time defensive uh, you know, player of the year, yes, and Super Bowl champion Aaron Donald, was wielding a helmet in joint practice. And it looks like he connected with several players you know, throughout, the, um, you know, throughout the melee. Um, but, ladies, I just want to get your opinions on, because with, with practice, that is not regulated by the NFL. So the NFL cannot take any type of stance. They can't issue any type of punishment, whether it be fines, suspensions, anything like that. Any form of discipline has to come from the team itself. And as I said, Aaron Donald was the one that was wielding the helmet. Aaron Donald, two-time 
Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Super Bowl champion, arguably the best defender in the league, uh, ranked second. We'll, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that. Ranked second by his peers overall in the top 100. Do we really expect for the Los Angeles Rams to divvy out any type of punishment, so, you know, any type of anything uh, with that player for the action that he took? So, ladies, I just wanted to pose the question to you. Do you feel like the Rams should have taken any type of action? Because we all know what happened with Miles Garrett and the, the Mason Rudolph situation, uh, you know, with the Browns and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Same thing happened. Only thing, Rudolph, he didn't have his helmet on. Um, but, again, it's helmet to helmet. You know, you're wielding a helmet that could be used as a weapon um, with your other brothers. So, you know, you would think the safety is, is you know, numero, numero uno with, with football players. Um, but what do you think about the action itself and the fact that the Los Angeles Rams decided no punishment was needed? Um, Janelle, how do you kick that off? You know, I, I knew that nothing was going to happen. I'm just going to be clear on that. Um, because the league couldn't suspend him for a week, I feel like um, I feel like the Rams should have, but obviously they're not going to do that because that um, Aaron Donald has become their bread and butter on the defensive line. So they, I knew they weren't going to do anything, especially when they're getting ready to go up against Buffalo. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm just frustrated because I feel like something should have happened. Um, although we know that the situation with Miles Garrett was a little different because that happened during an actual game and the league actually was able to do something about it, I, I feel like as a, um, um, I, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. I'm sorry, I got a really bad headache. But I, I, as a, uh, they should have the, the Rams should have. Um, it should have done something. You can't just allow a player to vent his frustration in a situation like that and nothing be done about it. You know what I mean? It's just I, I can't I, I can't understand why they didn't do anything. Um, I can understand that you don't, um, you know, you didn't want to lose him for, you know, for a game. But uh, you you got to do something. You got to penalize him. You have to you have to do something to show him, hey, this is not okay because. That is dangerous. He could have seriously hurt somebody. And if you and I know you saw the video. You saw how he was he was swinging that thing so hard. I'm sure he caught he clipped a few people the way he was swinging that thing. So I just yeah, I, I feel like they should have yeah that I feel like that um that they should have done something to find him do something. I I just I don't understand why nothing at all happened. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Uh, a Lou, your thoughts on just the you know the incident happened, the incident itself, and um, the fact that the Rams took no recourse in punishment. Yeah, I wrote about that in my lyrics tonight, uh, <clears throat> baby. Can we say uh, we acting like a kid? But you know, like Janelle said, Janelle said it's dangerous. Anyone could have gotten hurt. You know, but like you say, he's the star, so they're not doing anything. I would at least find him, you know, because his whole thing was, it's just practice. And so his focus is on Buffalo. Well, maybe if you've been threatened that you, you, you might not can play Buffalo's game, maybe you would behave yourself a little better. But they should have fined him or something, you know, because it's, it's just like these people do whatever they want. And, then you know, there's not consequences, you know, because we got to make sure he's in the game. 
Yeah, I'm in total and agreement. And he's too you know, old to be acting but, like that. He is 31 years old. You're too old to be acting like that. I can understand your frustration, but it's never okay to to put yourself in a situation where you could physically harm somebody like that because you can do some serious damage. Shout out to you, Mimi. I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. You know, when I first saw the story, uh, when you had texted to me, Janelle, and I saw the video, I cringed. I was like, oh, my goodness. At that time, I didn't know that it was Aaron Donald. So I was like, oh, here we go again. Did we not talk about the seriousness of wielding a helmet at the head of another athlete? I mean, that should be uh, was etiquette 101 with a football player. You already are banging, banging heads as it is. So why would you purposely take that type of action? Then when I found out it was Aaron Donald, I was even more upset. I'm like, really, Aaron? Come on now. You've been in the league too long, and this is practice. You've been to too many practices. Then I started hearing former players talk about the situation. Now, the one thing I like about former players who are now in media, they give us such an insight as to what goes on, what happened, the things that they experience, you know, during games. Um, OTEs, OTAs, I'm sorry, traveling, um, you know, being in the locker room, you just get that firsthand knowledge. So when they start talking about this type of thing goes on all the time, especially when you have practices, when they started implementing practices with different um, different teams, because, you know, normally there would just be practices against your own offense and defense. But now since they've incorporated um, mixed practices with other teams, you know, these types of breakouts happen quite a bit when it comes to fights and, um, you know, people either playing dirty or getting away with just little, you know, nitpick or um, uh, I don't want to say illegal, but, you know, kind of dirty tactics during practice because there are no penalties when it comes to practice. So when you start hearing them talk about it and and they don't have a, um, a rigorous reaction to like, oh, he needed to be thrown out and all this kind of stuff, it does make you kind of take a step back only because we don't know what it's like to be in that environment. We haven't been in that head-to-head combat to see what goes on, to know what goes on, to to experience all of this um, aggression and testosterone and ego, you know, that goes on at practice. So when I saw that and and I listened to that, it did make make me take a step back and be like, okay, well, and then knowing, you know, that the league can't do anything, but it is up to the teams to dish out any type of punishment. But I'm I'm in total agreement with you ladies that um, there should have been some type of punishment levied out from the Rams, if not for the only reason as you have to set an example because now what does this say to the other players? You know, I think it's either one of two things. Oh, it's Aaron Donald. He can do anything. Let it be me. I probably would have had X, Y, or Z. One, that's one thing, way of thinking. Or two, oh, we could do anything and we won't get punished for it. Because if you didn't do it for Aaron Donald, then how are you going to come down on me? So right. I, I think for the team aspect of it, it's it, – it, it was an opportunity for them to show, listen, this is not what we're about. We understand things get heated, but this is not how you can react to that. And if we take action on our star player, that's going to let everybody else get in line. Now I think you set a precedent and a bad example for your team going forward, and I don't know how you'll be able to come back from that one. 
Ladies, what are your opinions on that? I, I totally agree. agree. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. It's time to start setting some examples and letting people know they just can't do and say whatever they want to. Especially when it's jeopardizing other people's lives. And I'm sorry, I think both of y'all were talking at the same time. So, Janelle, did you any thoughts on that? No, I, I was just saying I totally agree with you. Uh, I completely agree 100%. Uh, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2, the triple threat in the house tonight, Janelle, Aunt Lou, and TJ. All right, so uh, uh, one more thing before we get off of that. Um, I did think it was not a good look for Aaron Donald to not speak to the media after that incident happened, too. Um, I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that for him to, you know, kind of go out, the only person that um, spoke to the media after that melee was quarterback Matthew Stafford. So I felt like that was kind of a problem as well. Um, so before we move off of that, any problems with Aaron? Do you guys have a problem that Aaron Donald didn't speak to the media after the incident? Yes, I do. And he did make his comments about it. it's just foot, it's football, it's practice. I need to focus on the bills. I don't need anyone making negative comments. He made comments. He just didn't say it to the media. Yeah. Janelle, any comments on that? No, it's it, it is what it is. He's just um. I I I I just don't know what to call him. I, I, obviously, he's a hothead because you can see in in the the video um, how serious. He was attacking this other player, but I, I just I, I feel like um, he was trying not to put himself in a bad light, but ended up doing it anyway. All right, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, so uh, moving to a kind of a scary situation here. Uh, running back Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders, he was shot in an attempted robbery. Um, so the rookie running back, he was shot multiple times. They're saying that he was shot in the leg and I believe in the um, buttocks area. Um, but nothing life-threatening. Um, he has since been released from um, the hospital, I believe. But he was taken to the hospital with, like I said, non-life-threatening injuries, uh, this was according to a team spokesman, uh, co-owners Dan and Tanya Snyder, uh, President Jason Wright, and Coach Ron Rivera. Um, they were all reporting um, and giving updates on the situation. And actually, Coach Rivera did go and visit um, Robinson while he was at the hospital. Uh, but they're saying that um, when the police were arrived on the scene, they located Robinson, uh, who, according to the Metro Police, um, uh, let me see, who is this, Director of Metro Police Department Director of Communications, um, Sternback, uh, he said he was suffering from a couple of gunshot wounds to his lower extremities. He was then transported immediately to the hospital. Um, they have identified two potential suspects, and they did recover a firearm, firearm, I'm sorry, a short distance from where, you know, the incident occurred. Um, but they're saying that uh, they're not sure at that time if it was a carjacking or just an attempted robbery, but Again, he was shot multiple times. Um, he did have surgery, um, but like I said, they're saying that um, he has been released. But the good news out of everything, um, he did make the 53-man roster 
for the Washington Commanders. Um, so again, um, good news there. No life-threatening injuries, of course, um, and they are expecting him to make a full recovery, but no timetable on when he will be um, able to either, you know, start uh, football activities or anything like that, and definitely no timetable for when he will be uh, back with the team. But, again, good news, he did make the 53-man roster. So, But just a scary situation to be shot at, at all. Um, and then, you know, to shoot the man, ugh, I mean, that just could have went so many – could have went wrong so many different ways. Um, but, ladies, you know, just any um, overall thoughts on that? Uh, I'm sorry, real quick, they said that he was shot shortly before 6 p.m., so, no, he was not out late, you know, partying or anything like that. Um, he was in the 100 block of the H Street District in Washington. All right? So, um, ladies, any thoughts on that story? Um, Janelle, we'll have you kick that one off. I'm just um, I'm happy that it didn't turn out a lot worse than what it did. Um, they did say that he was at the um, team facility on Tuesday and Wednesday, but he was on crutches. So he he is um, he's definitely healing from it, from it, and it's it's definitely a blessing and very fortunate that that situation did not go wrong because uh, or go the other direction because he could have been seriously injured if not killed. That's and the sad part about it is, I mean, he's only 23 years old to to have to to deal with something like that. I, I mean, I, I don't understand why everybody all of a sudden wants to pick a gun up and, and don't want to get a job. It's killing me. I just, I, I don't get it. And to not be able to um, do the thing that you love because, you know, at, at that age you have so much fire and, and you know, you want you you've, you've reached the goal that you set for yourself, and you want to do so much. And now he has to sit out. It's no telling how long he's going to have to sit out. I just feel bad for him that he, you know, that he's going through this. So true. I mean, you know, your your football career is only so many years, and you know, now with exactly. the potential, you know, of of having uh, one year just, you know, kind of um, interrupted. Yeah, and get a job. People out here trying to rob people and everything. Um, hey, Lou, your thoughts? Yeah, we living in the last days. We got crazy, crazy. And just, you know, people, they feel like they're entitled. I don't need to work. I can just take your money that you didn't work for. Don't you think that you might get shot or something might happen to you? Because when you're trying to take mine, I'm going to have to take you. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're saying for a reason. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So, I mean, but goodness, like. Go ahead, Angel. I say say it. That's all I say. Say it, girl. I mean, goodness, it's like, wow. Like Janelle said, first thing that people want to do now is is pick up a gun. Um, uh, But I don't know. We are, um, like I said, just get a job. They're out there, okay? There's a lot of things that you can do. might not be what you want to do, but, uh, you know, you can obtain these things too if you earn money. All right. So, but like I said, just awesome news that uh, it ended, you know, that, that this is the uh, the outcome. Uh, again, him back out at practice, um, just having to heal and recover. And, like I said, the Washington Commanders uh, giving him an opportunity to be on the 50, 53-man roster. So very good news with that. All right, so let's move to a preseason. So that is in the books now. We are now in the 
what, two-week period before the season starts. So week three wrapped up last week. A uh, couple of um, scores. So my 49ers, uh, well, I'll, I'll say that for last. Um, so the Seahawks, they, were, they played the Cowboys. Cowboys beat them one by one point, 27-26. Um, Chargers were at the Saints. The Saints took care of business, 27-10. Patriots, they were at the Raiders. Saints, uh, I'm sorry. Patriots at the Raiders, uh, Raiders 23-6. to um, Janelle, your Falcons, they took care of business over the Jaguars, uh, beating them 28-12. to uh, Any thoughts or comments you want to make on your uh, week, week three preseason game and now heading into the season? Um, this is the part that I hate. I, I hate waiting. That's the only thing I want to say. They, I, I watched the game. The, um, they, they did really well. Um, my defense is looking so much better. We finally have a thank goodness. And I'm excited that they took our um, third-string quarterback and moved him to another position. He actually did end up um, – Franks actually did end up making a 53-man roster, but not as the third-string quarterback because he was horrible at that. Um, but they, they definitely looked good. Like I said, I don't hold any um, expectations for them. Um, if they can win a couple games, I'll be satisfied with that because right now we're not in a position where um, – where we where we're uh able to have some stability because we literally only have I think four four or five people left from um from the from from the previous seasons. We have a to- almost a complete new roster. Um and, and literally when I say that um we have a young crew. I mean, these are some some kids that we're working with. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this season plays out. Um, I'm just happy that there were some things that needed to be corrected, like our secondary. Um, they put some strength on the defensive line, which I appreciate that, and that we finally have um, um, an O line that's keep that's protecting the quarterback. So uh, we'll see what's going to happen when when the when we actually get out there during that first game. That's that's going to be the telltale sign, and I really don't know how much to expect with us playing the Saints because of the fact that um, uh, what's his name, Sean? Uh, I can't think of his last name. Sean Payton. Sean Payton is not coaching. Um, I don't know what to expect, honestly. I don't, um, and I don't. I don't even know um, who's going to be the starting quarterback um, for uh, for the Saints yet. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm not like I said. I'm not. I'm not expecting much, but they did make some corrections that were definitely needed. So we'll see how this goes. You know, and I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Um, I, I, I would have to. I would be very surprised if Jameis is not the starting quarterback. But like you said, they have a whole new, you know, offensive from the offensive side of the ball, a whole new regime, and all, and and with the head uh, coach not really knowing what to expect, but pretty much saying pieces of the puzzle are coming back. Uh, but, you know, you kind of mentioned it, you know, with having the Saints as the first game. Do you think that that's going to be um, – do you think that's a positive for you starting out, uh, for the Falcons starting out with the Saints? Because we all know that the Saints-Falcons, that's pretty much the Super Bowl, you know, Falcons fans and, and, and Falcons. They, if they don't get up for nothing else, they are going to get up to play that Saints game. So for that being number one, the, the, the first game of the season, do you feel like you're going to get the best out of your team and it's really going to give you an idea – of how far or, or what, you know, what direction the team can go in? Or do you think it could be it's the Saints and then it might be a letdown going into the rest of the season? 
What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I definitely agree with you about this being a big game for us because of the fact that we hate the Saints so badly. I know they're going to show up for this. But the problem with this being our first game, I would have preferred that it had been like the fourth or fifth game. The team hasn't become cohesive yet because this whole time during preseason, what's been happening is they've been building their camaraderie. They've been, you know, trying to get the team um, atmosphere together, trying to trying to learn each other um, as far as being on the field together. And they haven't all, the starting lineup has not played with each other yet. So it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be um, definitely interesting to watch because everybody is talking about it. Every every um, interview that I've watched um, with the with the team, everybody is excited to um, get to play to, to get to play the Saints because they want them so bad. But it's just that we generally don't play them this early in the season. So it, it's I don't know how to take it. I'm excited for the game, obviously, but I'm not expecting much out of it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, because of the fact that, you know, this, like I said, this, this whole time that they've been playing, we, I haven't seen not one time, um, during practice, um, when I, cause I did attend, um, I did attend a practice out during practice or during the preseason. I have not seen one time where the entire starting lineup were on the field together. So I don't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I know that, um, our coach, um, uh, has some some expectations. He he definitely feels like um, this is going to be this is going to be a telltale sign for them. But I don't I don't feel that way because of the fact that there's no cohesiveness yet. They haven't the the whole um, the whole team hasn't had the chance to play together. So I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly don't. It's going to be it's definitely going to be exciting to watch though because you know how we get when we play when we play the Saints. We hate them so bad. So it's 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 going to be exciting to watch, but I I don't have any expectations. Darlene, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. All right, so uh, recapping here, preseason week three uh, had the Bucks at the Colts. Colts took that one twenty-seven to ten. Bears were at the Browns. Bears uh, squeaked out a win, twenty-one twenty. And the Vikings were at the Broncos. And uh, a Lou, your Broncos took that game, twenty-three thirteen. Any thoughts on? Um, the overall preseason for your Broncos or Game Three or anything heading into the season? No thoughts, no thoughts, no thoughts. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the regular season. Eight days, baby, eight days. Oh, we are a little over a week away. Trust oh, my me. goodness, I can't. Yeah, trust, trust me, you don't have to tell Tina. She she is living them eight days right now. It's gonna be the longest eight days. Tell me, but that's all right. We're almost there, yo. We're almost there. Okay. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, my 49ers, they were at the Texans. Uh, we lost 17 to nothing. And I'm not going to lie to you, I was a bit discouraged because our whole unit did play the first series, uh, first quarter, I should say. So I was very uh, d- discouraged that we could not put any points on the board. And it did not look that uh, we were moving the ball. We moved the ball, but it just got so stagnant. And Trey Lance, uh, they were putting hands on Trey Lance. I say that. So the O line did not, uh, they did not look good. Uh, and it was the Texans. That was another thing. But again, it's preseason. I'm not going to, you know, get too high, get too low. But I was very disturbed that we couldn't put any points on the board. Uh, Sudfield, um, again, it did show me. Um, I, I'm very proud of my team um, for making the move that they did. 
and it probably helped with having Jimmy restructuring his contract to come and probably made the decision a lot easier. Um, so maybe we would have had to have kept Sudfield had Jimmy not uh, came back. But uh, the fact that we kept Purdy, he did he, – he looks like an NFL quarterback. Um, again, I know he was playing against the seconds and the thirds most of the time, but in practice, I'm pretty sure he has to go up our seconds, and our seconds are pretty good. Um, so I would like to see how he fares, you know, if he does have to come in and play for any length of time or period of time, which he probably won't now since we have Jimmy. But I'm very happy that he made the team. Um, so he jumped from, you know, fourth, fourth string right there to um, making the 53-man roster. So that was that was very promising. But, yeah, I was very disturbed that we couldn't put any points on the board uh, versus the Texans. But, again, it's preseason. And, uh, but you know what, Tina? I, I, wanna, <laughs> I, I don't want you to be too discouraged because, you know, it's the beginning of the season. You know how that goes. But what I, did, what I do find interesting is I've gone back and I've watched several games, and the Texans are, are looking – Quite a like quite a different team than what they were last year and over these past couple right. years. I, I I don't know what's going on, but somebody was making. I think it's definitely was making. Really, you think so? I think so. I think the team wants to play for him. I, I think he can. I think he's rallied this team, and um, I think you know not to say that it's a new sheriff in town, but I think it's a new mentality in town, and I, I think these boys are playing for Lovey. I really do. But you, you are you are definitely right about that. This is not the old Texans, so I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that we shouldn't have lost the Texans. You're right. But but go ahead. I think it's Lovey. But go ahead. No, I didn't. I don't even think about that. I honestly didn't. I just couldn't figure it out because I literally have gone back and watched some of these um, preseason games, and I'm like, okay, what's going on with the Texans? They don't they they don't usually play this hard. They don't usually look this good. It's like okay, I I don't I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, you are right though. I I, I should I, I backpedal on that. You know, the fact that we, of, of losing to the Texans, um, because yeah, I, I think it's Lovey. I think he's the he's the um, motivating factor here, and um, the team wants to play for him. Yeah, that would what? be that would be good. It, it would it would be good because. Um, the Texans used to be really good, and then all of a sudden they fell off. I don't know what happened, but it, it would be good if they got back to their old playing way. Oh, it was Bill O'Brien? Because remember, like you said, they were they were in the, the uh, playoffs. Um, that was what uh, Deshaun Watson's first, second year uh, when it was him and D-Hop, J.J. Watt on the um, Marcellus was on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah, the Texans were, well, forced to be reckoned with with Bill O'Brien, and then they went and traded DeAndre Hopkins, and it went down here from there. Because it was like, what are you doing, Bill O'Brien? Just because you don't get along with him, now you, you've taken right. Deshaun Watson's not only best man, but best friend off of the team, the best wide receiver, arguably, at the time, and you go and ship him off to, to Arizona. Why? Because he – you don't, you can't deal with his attitude because he won't take your stuff. Come on now. Oh yeah. So after that, it, it was a wrap. Then finally, you know, Texas got rid of him, um, and then they played that little carousel with, with head coaches. But oh yeah, it, it was Bill O'Brien. He was the demise of the Houston Texans. Yep. So. I, I didn't even think about that either. I completely had forgotten about that. 
I really believe that they're they're trying to rally around Lovey because quiet as it's kept, you know, Lovey this he's been a journeyman with the coaching carousel, and I don't know how. Even though we know that some do, you know, they can go from team to team, hop from you know city to city, and and still remain head coaching potential. But I don't know how many more opportunities Lovey will get as a head coach if this doesn't work out for him. So I could be wrong, but we'll see. All right, well, with that, um, we are going to go ahead and jump into our break because on the outside of that, it will be time, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. So do not move a muscle, but if you move a muscle, you can come back in four minutes and five seconds. That's how long the break will be, okay? But right now, it is roll call time. Janelle, are you with me? Yes, ma'am. I'm in the house. Hey, Lou, what say you? Hey, Lou's in the house. As quiet as a mouse. That can only mean one thing. As quiet as a mouse. <laughs> that means the lyrics are about to be off the chain. You know, she's only setting us up for the, for, for the flim flam. You already know. It's the ladies of sports, y'all. The triple threat. Ain't Lou, Janelle, TJ. We'll be right back after the break.
it's no secret, ladies love sports too with PJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies on uh, LL Sports 2. And I know people on Facebook are like that. She has got too much drama. Yes, I know. I should be. I should have been a lip syncer. I, I can do that. Stop it now. But it's time. Y'all already know. The clock on the wall. What time does it say? It says that it is time. It is time. For the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it's time. it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. <laughs> uh, running, but good at, well, let's start over. <laughs> good evening, LL Sports 2. I have some more headlines for you. Running back Sony Michelle signed with the Chargers on Wednesday. He was with the Dolphins, who had too many running backs to play. I am running back to you. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion with 18 TDs in four seasons. Rushing 3,137 yards might be one of the reasons. He's so bad, bad, and he knows it. He helped the Rams emerge from a three-game losing streak to go to the Super Bowl and peak. We are the champions. He's a former first-round draft picked by the Patriots. He's definitely on the NFL radius. The Eagles traded wide receiver Jalen Rieger to the Minnesota Vikings. He was chosen because he appeared to their liking. We want you. We need you. This is their third trade in two days. They're setting their team up for plays. Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims wants to start. He believes he's proved it in his heart. I believe I can start. He doesn't have a problem playing special teams. Nevertheless, he wants to be traded, it seems. I want to go outside to another team, it seems. Aaron Donald. Downplays swinging a helmet at the Bengals players. Now he's trying to silence the naysayers, saying it was just a practice in football. No negative comments, y'all. I'm a baby. Donald said his main focus is Buffalo, and I say punishment should he undergo, because we have eight more days before the NFL show. It's time for football. <laughs> awesome job, Aunt Lou. Awesome job. I was all over the place, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I said she got so many sound effects, I think she's distracting herself. No. <laughs> But you did that. Putting putting them rhymes together. All right. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And my Aunt Karen, she says, um, I would like to know why all these athletes keep getting in all this trouble with rape, drunk driving, drugs. It's terrible. It needs to stop. So true, Aunt Karen. So true. And when when will it? I mean, 
this has been going on been going on since the beginning of time. But um, I mean, it seems like we go in ebbs and flows. Too, we'll have a couple of years where we don't really have a lot, and then we just have a, a year where it's just everywhere. Um, and this is 2022. It just seems to be the year of the dumbass week. So hopefully they'll get smart again. Because what we want to talk about is football and not their extracurricular off-field activities. All right. All right, ladies. So um, next story here uh, real quick before we move off of football. So the NFL Top 100 list, it had been revealed. It was revealed on Sunday. This is the list that the players these are the players' choices. So they do a survey between the, you know, between the NFL players, and they list their top 100. So I quickly just want to go over the top 20 here. So, ladies, um, I'll, uh, I don't know if you want to kind of jot the names down because I'm going to ask you who is missing from this list, okay? So coming in at number 20, it was uh, Chargers' J.C. Jackson uh, from the 49ers. Debo Samuel was 19. 18 was Indianapolis' Shaquille Leonard. 17, Minnesota's Justin Jefferson. 16, Dallas's Micah Parsons. 15, now Miami Dolphins' Tyreek Hill. Uh, number 14, 49ers' Trent Williams. 13, Buffalo's Josh Allen came in at 13. Uh, number 12, Tennessee's Derrick Henry. 11, Cleveland's Miles Garrett. And the top ten, number ten, Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Chiefs. Number nine, Jalen Ramsey, uh, corner for the Rams. Number eight, formerly number one, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Chiefs. Number seven, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, now of the Raiders. Number six, T.J. Watt, defensive end for the Steelers. Number five, Jonathan Taylor, defensive end for the Colts. Number four, Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams. Number three, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the uh, Packers. Number two, Aaron Donald, defensive end for the Rams. Coming in at number one, voted by the NFL players themselves. By any chance, ladies, did y'all see this? Top yeah. 100. Okay, so no, yeah, I didn't know who's number one. Okay, so yes, Lou, you I don't do. know who's number Okay, so Lou, you didn't see it? No. Okay, who do you think is number one? They're saying Tom Brady. Yeah, you already know. He's probably the only one that left, huh? Yes, coming in at number one for the 2021 season, the NFL players named Tom Brady, quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as the overall the number one overall player for last year. So, of course, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, top ten, who, the fact that they named Tom Brady, and who was left off of this list. Not only top ten, but the top 20. Um, so, hey, Lou, we'll have you kick that off. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady being number one and who you think was left off? Yeah, Tom Brady, number one. Is that crazy? He didn't even win the Super Bowl. And you know they left Russell Wilson off. They even left Dak off. They left, uh, you got some, I don't know, some of your players on your team was top to some of the, uh, over these guys, some of these guys, Jason and some of these, uh, I couldn't believe, I don't believe it. Oh, I would love to know what good old boys were uh, picking these boys. The Lord knows it had to be a group of good old boys. No, not really. These are NFL players. 
better vote. I, I know these are. I know these. Oh, you said these are NFL players that picked them. Yes, the NFL players. Yes. Oh my goodness, they didn't lose their run. They put Mahomes at eighth place. Are you serious? Now Russell, he was in there, but don't uh, don't quote. He was either sixty-eight or thirty-eight. Janelle, do you? God, remember? that's too far down. You know that's too far down. <laughs> Russell Wilson was not. He was number sixty-one. Yeah, I thought he was in the 60s. Yeah, he was very low. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, I know, sis. Tweet, tweet, tweet. I'm not even going to be moved by what I just heard. These players, I don't know what's wrong with them. They must have been playing and smoking weed at the same time. I don't even know. Stop smoking weed. Janelle, your thoughts on the players' number one pick and – who do you think was left off at the top 20? Now, here's the thing. Because they play together, I'm going to respect this list, but I disagree. Even though I cannot stand him because he plays for the Saints, Alvin Kamara should have definitely been up there in the top 20. Um, who else? Nick, I think it's uh, your guy, Nick Chubb. He should have been in the top 20. I, I mean, Nick Bosa? I mean, Nick Bosa? I mean, I, no, I meant not uh, not not uh, Nick Bosa. I meant uh, Nick Chubb. That played for the Browns. Um, oh, the he should have okay. been, yeah, he should have been higher up than what he was. Janelle, um, the quarterback, the, the quarterback that lost the, 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 uh, this year, he should have been up there. Right. Okay. It's, it's a lot of people that, and, and I don't understand their their reasoning behind the way they the way they voted. But, like, Patrick Mahomes definitely shouldn't have been at number eight. Um, how Aaron Donald jumped to number two, I don't know. And don't get me wrong, the boy is bad. That he is the – he is – I put literally put him up there with Ray Lewis. He is one of the greatest defensive players to ever play the game. I'll give him that. But number two, come on. I, I just I, – I can't. I, I'm, I'm cool with Cooper Cup. I'm cool with that. He they they did well with that, but some of these players, I, I mean, Rogers. they definitely left some. They definitely left some players off the list that should have been that should have been up there. Now, I think I may have misspoke. I think Aaron was number one last year. I think Patrick Mahomes was number one year before. I think Aaron Donald might have been named number one last year, um, but if he wasn't, then it was definitely Patrick Mahomes. Um, but you know, I, I agree with you for the, from the standpoint, Janelle, that these are the players. I respect them because they are in the trenches with everybody. Jamar Chase, he was um, like in the 20s, I believe. It might have been the 30s. But uh, Burrow, um, the quarterback for the Bengals, he was 21. So he was right outside of, of the top 20. Um, Josh Allen at 13, come on now. He definitely should have been in the top 10. But I'm really surprised right. that, you, that, that you haven't thought about, that y'all didn't say this name. Lamar Jackson. You mean to tell me Lamar Jackson is not in the yes. top ten? And I don't even care that he yes. didn't play the whole season. It, it, yeah, Lamar Jackson right. can play two games. Lamar Jackson needs to be in the top ten. I don't care. Derrick Henry? If Derrick Henry can be in the top 12, you can you – come on now. I'm I'm just disappointed. Garrett, uh, too. Uh, how he get in there? Garrett? I don't so even Miles know Garrett, why. Uh, Miles Garrett, he, he, he's, a, he's a force to be reckoned with. 
um, I can I can see him in the top twenty. Maybe not eleven. Maybe more nineteen. You know, I would even I would even put Debo closer to the top ten than closer to the twenty. The the, the year yeah. the Debo Samuel had nineteen. Oh come on, y'all. Um, but mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson to not have him in the top ten. I, that I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the in the players. Thank you. And Taylor, who is Taylor? Uh, yeah, he's play. He's for the Colts. Now he's on their defensive line. Now he, he's a bad boy. I, I can't. I, I can't. Uh, I can't take nothing away from him. Uh, okay. but, but top five, yeah, no, no. Cooper Cup. Okay, I'm good with that. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, yeah, he, he is one of the best. Um, Devontae Adams. I can't take him away. Um, that was another thing. Do you think that Devontae? Do you think Cooper Cup is over Devontae Adams as far as talent? You know, I know Cooper Cup won a Super Bowl. No, Devontae Adams is biased. No, no, I can't. Yeah, Devontae Adams is definitely over Cooper Cup. Uh, I, I, and nothing, not taking away anything from Cooper Cup because he's a bad boy too. But Devontae Adams is definitely in my book. He should have been above him. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I, I respect I respect the, what T.J. Watt brings to 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 the defensive side of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, but honestly, T.J. Watt over uh, Michael Parsons. I mean, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan by the by the least bit, but Michael Parsons, you have to account for that boy. Um, no, yeah, I'm. I don't know about this this list right here. And Josh Allen, thirteen. Yeah. Oh, come on, y'all. Thirteen. If Russell Wilson should have, if, if Russell Wilson didn't even make the top twenty, y'all said he was in the sixties. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he was number sixty-one. Like some haters. Sound like some haters is putting people that shouldn't be up in there. You know, not saying that they shouldn't be in the forties, fifties, and sixties, but not in the top twenty. Come on, girls. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure about Russell Wilson last year, though, ain't Lou? Russell didn't really. He didn't really do he, nothing last year. He shouldn't have been no 60, TJ. Come on now. That's, that's true. I'll give you that. I'll give him at least in 30. Better go lay on the ground. Somebody. Recognition alone. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. But, yeah. So and, I'm, but I'm not gonna... just him. There were so many people. There were so many people at the bottom of the list, like Odell Beckham and Von Miller. And, I mean, it's like some of these people, they got at the bottom of the list, should have been farther up. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with you. I think Jamar Chase is one of them too. He was what in uh, yes, like upper twenties, I think. Yeah, I think I yeah. think Jamar Chase was like twenty four, twenty five, something like that. But Nick Bosa was twenty five. I know and that. Yes, he was. And I know he was twenty four. Okay, Nick. He was twenty four. Yeah, he was twenty four. He was twenty four. Yeah. But I think Jamar Chase definitely. But even Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa should have been a top 20. I don't know what they were thinking. I honestly don't. I don't agree with this list. I, I don't agree with this list. I'm sorry. I told you they were smoking. I'm telling you. They were smoking and doing everything that they were supposed to do. No, I, I'll agree that a lot of these people that are on the list, on the list, okay, that part I agree with. But it's the order that they have them in that I'm having a problem with. Thank you. That's what I said. Now, what about uh, Murray? Did they put Tyler Murray anywhere? Yeah, he's Kyler's on there. Um, he's yes. Um, Kyler Murray is 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 far down the list. Kyler Murray is um, I can't even remember, but I know he's on the list. He's like fifty in the fifties. He's fifty. He's fifty-seven. The list says he's fifty-seven. And he's higher than Russell. So baby. 
agree they, with this one. They, but. they put the Garoppolo in there as well, G, your boy Jimmy G. No, I don't think Jimmy made it, and I'm okay with that. Okay. I know um, Juice made it, my fullback. Uh, Kittle made it. He was in the top 20. I mean, the top uh, t- between um, 30 and 20, tw- 20 and 30. Um, mm. Bosa was there. Um, Warner, my 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 uh, linebacker Fred Warner, he was there. Um, he was like in the 40s. Um, but um, but yeah, I think Debo definitely should have been at least put him Debo. 11 if he yeah, had not the Debo top 10. Definitely should have been. He he no, I think he should have been a top 10. No, no, number 19. Number 19. Come on, people. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. So we'll see. We'll see how that motivates these players for, you know, for next year. But this is what they came up with. All right. So let's see here real quick. I definitely want to get so want to talk about the last division. You know, we've been doing our, our divisional predictions. So we have one division left, and that is going to be the west side. Of course, Aunt Lou and I are going to say the best side. Aunt Lou, you, you moved from um, one west to the other, though. You're still in the west. You are now in the AFC West. So we had um, the Chiefs. They were winning. They won the division last year with a 10, oh, I'm sorry, a 12-5 and record. The Raiders, I forgot the Raiders came in second last year. Um, they finished second with a 10-7 and record. Chargers right behind them with a 9-8 and record. And then your Broncos, Aunt Lou, Finishing seven and ten, but we'll have to see with the addition of a Russ Wilson. Um, what is that going to mean for this now? Um, what they're saying, the best division in football. Uh, so, ladies, who do you see? Do you see the Chiefs keeping hold of um, the number one spot, or the Chargers, Raiders, or Broncos going to make a move for it? Hey, Luke, we'll have you kick your division off. Hey, Luke, hey, I see West is going to be the Broncos. They'll be number one. Chiefs will be number two. Chargers might be number three, number four will be the Raiders. <laughs> so, Russell Wilson, the new sheriff in town, and they just going to take over. So, you got the Broncos coming in. Hey, no, you know, Russell, Russell got, a, he got a point to prove. 60-something, come on, dude. Come on now. All right, all right. Janelle, what do you think about the AFC West? I think that the AFC West is going to be a battle. You hear me? Uh, because the Chiefs. The Chiefs always look good. The um, with the the Broncos now having Russell Wilson, it's going to be interesting to see how that um, how how they how they play together. How it's going to see it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. But the Raiders is looking good this year too. They they've made some moves and got some pieces. Dale Dale's going to be excited for this season because his Raiders are going his Raiders I think are going to make a push for it too. So that's going to be a battle. I don't know why Miss Lucinda thinks just because Russell Wilson is with the um, with the Broncos that that's going to automatically push them to the top because hey they wasn't at the top the Seahawks wasn't at the top when he was with them so I, I don't I don't know where that delusion is coming in but it's going to be a battle for the top. I, I think the Chargers are looking good too. I, I think that that I think this is going to be one of the divisions that it's going to be hard it's going to be hard for anybody to stay on top. I am in total agreement. And as far as who's going to come out on top, 
this was going. I think this is going to come down to week seventeen. You got the Chiefs there. You know they're going to be trying to make a statement because they lost Tyreek Hill. They're going to try to prove that they don't need him in order to to, to stay on top. You got the Raiders with right. the new coach Brian, um, Josh McDaniel with the um, addition of Devontae Adams. Carr has got a the web of the, the best Christmas present he could ever ask for, and he still got what uh, Weller the tight end and the boy running the ball for the Raiders. So a whole new regime. Uh, coaching staff with the addition of Devontae Adams. What? Talk about the the Los Angeles Chargers. You got Justin Herbert coming into his third season. He's tired of of being, uh, you know, he he battles in that AFC um, divisional game. He he can beat the Chiefs. He can beat the Broncos. He can beat the Raiders. So, you know, he's tired about being, you know, the little engine that could and when is he going to. But then you've got to remember that they went and picked up Khalil Mack on the defensive side of the ball. So now you've got Mack and Bosa doing the two bookends for that defensive line. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. And then the Broncos. Uh, Russell, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be I a battle for the ages, I'm telling you. Time will tell, time will tell, time will tell. I, I can't even call this one. My mind... My mind is telling me no. You say the guy, TJ, the guy, the guy name is Sony Michelle. Is it Sony Michelle? He's the new running back. And and, and somebody said, uh, I think it might have been that old boy, uh, Stephen A. talking about uh, that the, the AFC. Uh, that the, he said something about that uh, the, the Chargers might win the the West. Somebody said that. You know they lost their mind. <laughs> no more than you I have put, thinking. No more than you have thinking uh, that the Broncos are going to take it. I'm just saying. Hope alive. If you look at what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that Russell Wilson has joined the Broncos and he has gone back to the old Russell Wilson because that Russell Wilson from last season, it's not going to cut it. He, no. he'll, he'll come to this division and get run over. Well, they they would know his they, they they can predict his his actions and his movements, so he can't do that. He has to be a new Russell Wilson. He's on a new team. The Broncos don't play like the Seahawks, Janelle. Uh, that, that don't make a difference. You can be on a new team and play the same old way you've been playing. That don't make a difference. He needs to have a new attitude with his new team and play like he used to play instead of that tomfoolery that we saw last year. He's throwing balls to the wrong folks. Um, underthrowing balls, overthrowing balls, can't keep his, uh, stay on his feet. I mean, he just, and part of that, yes, I know wasn't his fault, but still, it's, he needs to play like the Russell Wilson that was playing in the Super Bowl. That's what he needs to do. Well, just tell me how you feel here. Tell me how you feel. Hopefully a new, you know, new environment, new surroundings, it'll be the old, the, the old Russell Wilson that we're used to seeing. You know, when you're not happy, it's, it's going to manifest in, in a lot of different ways because uh, we can't say that he didn't have the weapon still in Seattle. Uh, now, the offensive line, it wasn't protecting him, uh, but he still had the weapons on the outside with uh, D.K. Metcalf and um, your other boy, uh, the other wide receiver that they still had out there. Um, now, the defense, it, it totally had felt, you know, fallen off from Legion of Boom, but um, I don't know. I, it, it's just a lot. It's, it's going to be an uphill battle, though, coming to the AFC West because everybody has continuity. Um, even the Raiders, they have a new offensive, you know, um, staff, um, and just the, the addition of Devontae Adams will really everything. You know, that's just gonna that's gonna make them. Um, nobody really knows what's gonna be coming out the box. 
So that's the advantage that they have. It, it, it's just going to be a battle. I think this is going to come down to week 17. I really do. And it's probably yeah. going to be three teams coming, coming out of this division in the playoffs. I definitely It's going to be good, TJ. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Now we're going to move to the NFC West here. we got the Rams. They came in uh, first at 12-5. and five. Cardinals, they came in second. I still got, I forgot all about this. I, I forgot we squeaked into the playoffs. I, I knew that. I just conveniently forgot. You know, I uh, selective amnesia. Cardinals, um, they were 11 <laughs> and 6. 49ers, we were 10 and 7. We still made it to the NFC Championship game. What you say? And then the Seahawks, 7 and 10. So who do y'all, how do y'all see this division playing out? Uh, three, three teams came out the NFC West last year. So what y'all see for this year? Honestly, I still see I, I still see the the Rams and the the Forty Niners battling for first place in this division. I, I don't know I don't know about the Cardinals. Um, I, I know that they um, the, I, I know that they they did okay last year, but I just don't see I don't see them. I, I think that the Rams. Number one, the Rams want to stay on top. But I think the 49ers have a point to prove. I'm telling you, it's going to be a battle between the Rams and the 49ers for the top top spot. We already know the Seahawks not doing nothing. Right. Oh, Daisy Duke, she's making a little sense out there. You love Daisy Duke or you? I I agree with her. Yep, I'm in total agreement. I think we we will come atop the, um, the division, and that's one because I do think that Trey Lance is going to prove a lot of people um, wrong. I think he's going to be the just that, that catalyst that we need to get over the hump. And two, the Super Bowl hangover. That is what I'm banking on. I'm banking that the Rams have the Super Bowl hangover, and that they don't uh, do anything. <laughs> Which we're thinking I know. That's what you, you got it right, ain't Lou. You hit it on the head. I'll show keep hope alive, okay, and that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. They don't even understand. The Raiders right now are leading the AFC West with this preseason stuff. Y'all know that, right? The Raiders are leading. Yeah, we, don't, we don't pay attention to that. Yeah, I know, but I just, you know, just want to say something, a little something, something here. But uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting. I'm just excited that when it's – I'm just excited about it starting in eight days. Eight days, eight days. Days it is. All right, so before we get out of here, I definitely wanted to talk about this story here uh, real quick. John Wall, um, guard for now the L.A. Clippers, um, he was speaking on a podcast. Um, Let's see if I have it here. Oh, goodness, I don't have it. Um, but, you know, he was with the with the Houston Rockets last year. Remember, he was a staple for the Washington Wizards for a long time. I think he played nine seasons with the Wizards before he went to the Rockets. But now he is with the L.A. Clippers. But he was in a discussion speaking, um, frankly, um, they, it was, they were talking about the uh, garden dedication. Um, there was earlier a garden dedication earlier this month to his mother um, at the Salvation Army in Riley, North Carolina, where he is from. And his mother had been a volunteer uh, in the Wake County location. But they were just asking, you know, um, John Wall about, uh, you know, healing. You know, he's get, coming up from an Achilles hit, uh, injury, you know, his new start here in, um, in L.A., what he was looking forward to. And then he was just talking about um, the years, Uh, during COVID and once he had got injured. And so he said, I quote, um, 
he said that it was the darkest places it was the darkest place I've ever been. At one point in time I thought about committing suicide. I mean, just tearing my Achilles, my mom being sick, my mom passing, my grandma passed a year later, all this in the midst of COVID. And at the same time, me going to chemotherapy, me sitting by my mom, taking her last breath, wearing the same clothes for three days straight, laying on the couch beside her. Um, Walla's mother, Frances Pulley, she did die December of 2019. She was only 58 years old after struggling with breast cancer. And then his grandmother did die um, a year later. And so he said uh, during all of that, he was still rehabbing his Achilles injury. So, ladies, I just want to talk about um, or just give your thoughts real quick here on just the candidness of John Wall and how important it is for athletes to speak openly and honestly. He also talked about going to counseling and how he needed to do that because he was such in a down place. The uh, mother of his kids really helped him. His teammates helped him out, but he did need counseling in order to get through that that low period. Just talk about um, the openness that. Um, athletes show and how much that means um, or should mean to um, other athletes and just, you know, people all over. Um, Janelle, we'll have you start that off real quick. Um, I, I think, honestly, this is that is it's extremely important. Um, I, I, I give him kudos. My hat's off go um, to him because of the fact that he actually was able to verbally express that. Um, a lot of times, especially when you're talking about um, dealing with men and their emotions and the things that they're going through, they tend to keep that to themselves. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, that he actually was able to say these things to someone. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking that it's probably because he did go to counseling, um, that he was able to voice these things and let someone know, you know, exactly where he was because for you to go through you know, just the loss of a parent or a grandparent is a is a tragedy. But to to have two losses like that and to be suffering from injury and and going through, um, um, I, I don't I, I don't know if anybody um, if anybody else has, but I had to go through this whole cancer situation with my mom, and that situation itself can tear you down. It is just it's a horrible thing to have to go through. So I'm I'm sure he was in the darkest place he's ever been in and to, to be able to voice the fact that he thought about suicide after going through all these things it is it's it's amazing because men generally don't talk about those type of things. So uh I'm I'm like I said, kudos to him because that it, it's important for um uh, especially in a situation where he's in, where he's in the limelight, he's in the spotlight. Um, for somebody else to be able to see his story, it may help them. It may he, they may be able to reach out. Whereas before, it was you know when you're in a situation like that, you feel like you're alone. It's nobody that can help you. It's nothing that you know. It's nothing that can be done to make you feel better or to pull you out of that situation. So for him to be um, for him to be able to say that and to actually be able to get help because a lot of times people don't. Um, they just struggle through these situations. Uh, mental health is a serious situation. And just because they're athletes, it doesn't mean that they don't have the same um, type of situations that everyday life that they go through that we do. They, they, it's just that they have a job that puts them out in front of everybody and they don't get the opportunity to be able to um, have bad days or express themselves without it being a huge deal. So I, I think that's um, I think it's phenomenal that he was actually able to, able to share that because he you never know when you speak on something like that who it's going to help. That's true. 
That is so true. Ain't Lou? I'm totally um, agree with her. I'm, I'm just proud of him. I, I, I'm sorry for his loss and everything, you know, everything he went through. But, you know, that, that, that just makes you a better person. But for you to be honest about it, that just touched my heart. Because that's the way we we really got to start being open and honest and quit trying to be all tough. It was not bothering me. But you over here drinking up a storm or, you know, contemplating suicide and everything. But he was just open about everything. And I'm I'm really happy for him. He's going to, I believe he's going to get some help and he's going to be successful. But he'll be able to use this as a testimony to help other people come out of their dark places. So uh, kudos to him. All right, ladies, and with that, it's a wrap for the show. Uh, awesome show tonight, as always. Thank you for all of your dialogue and um, thoughts and opinions. And so it's now time for our shout-outs. Um, we'll go through it pretty quick if we can. So, Janelle, you're up. Um, I want to get, uh, obviously, I want to give a shout-out to Miss Terry because she was definitely missed tonight, and I hope to hear from, um, see her soon or hear from her soon. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Marlon. I'm still sending out the back signal, so they'd be nice to hear from him, too. Um, Miss Lucinda, I, I, um, I love you dearly. I know you try to give me a hard time, but I know you give me a hard time out of love, so I love you right back. Um, Tina Jackson, I just I, I want you to I'm, – I'm going to keep this short, but I, I just want you to take what I said to you to heart and, and seriously – um, think about what I said. I, I know that um, sometimes I, I kind of hit you with things out of the blue, but I, when I feel something on my heart I, and I know that I need to share it, especially with you, because you tend to be so strong about things that you don't realize that sometimes it's okay not to always be the strong person. And and you have a mom, a, a phenomenal mom that is amazing. And sometimes um, sometimes even with that type of support, you still you still need somebody to be in your corner. So just always know that I got your back, regardless to anything else that's going on. You are forever and foremost my sister, and I love you dearly. And I love Happy you right birthday. back. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Kia Renee Taylor. Happy birthday to you. Today is her birthday. That's Tina's cousin, my niece. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to her. Uh, Miss Terry, come on come on home. You better come back home where you belong. You're lost in this great big city. So we're missing you, missing your support and everything, and we're gonna, I'm going to try to leave Janelle alone until you get back. Um, Janelle, I love you so much. You know I do. Uh, I don't always act like it, but, you know, uh, my action speaks louder than words, and my words are everything. <laughs> TJ, I love you, I love you, I love you. show was excellent, and um, just everything was just popping tonight. Um, it just made me just want, every time I thought of something, it just made me want to sing. So um, just keep doing what you're doing, and your time is coming. It's, it's, uh, they would say at the cafe, your time now, baby. Oh, it's going to be my time after a while. <laughs> Jubak, listen, Jubak Judy's auntie, I'm going to need you to knock it off. <laughs> All right, ladies, I love you, I love you. And we'll be back. Eight, uh, when we come back, it'll be one day. 
So um, until until we meet again, God willing, I'll see y'all next Wednesday. Love you, ladies. Yes, ma'am. Love, Love you right back. Goodbye. <laughs> 347-826-7924 is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so uh, Wednesday, Wikipedia, 1995, Judge Lance Ito, he ruled that only two tapes of racist comments by Mark Furman could be played in the trial of O.J. Simpson. That's our Wednesday, Wikipedia, for August 31st. Shout out to the birthdays, Michael Jackson. He would have turned 64 on the 29th. Y'all know I'm an MJ fan. Uh, birthdays today, Debbie Gibson turns 52, Larry Fitzgerald, 39, Richard Gere turns 73, and Chris Tucker, Freddie Man, turned 51 today. All right? Shout out to Marlon. As Janelle said, shout out to Ronbo, Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. She did that. And again, to Janelle rounding out the triple threat tonight. Terry, of course, we missed you. We always do. But we know you are here when you can be. And when you're not, you're here in spirit. Happy belated birthday to my boy, Twan. He had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to my brother from another mother, Craig Graham. And to our former producer, Producer Don. A.K.A. Tiff's husband, uh, my uh, former co-host. Happy birthday to them, celebrating their birthdays today. Happy birthday to my, uh, no, not happy birthday, I'm sorry, shout out. <laughs> shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson. Shout out to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green. Everything you do for me, for LL Sports 2, what you do for, for your, your kids um, overall, me and D. Um, I just love you. I thank you um, for all of your support. All right, and uh, that is going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Um, it leaves time for only one more thing. That is TJ's motivational moment. Um, Janelle, I do hope um, that um, you don't mind, but you're, the motivational moment tonight is um, it was uh, provided by my co-host here, Janelle Williams. Uh, she kind of spoke on it. Um, you know, you talk about uh, strong people. And a lot of times, you know, it's hard to reach out for help or it's hard to ask for help or it's hard to, you know, speak about what you may be going through or everything because, you know, you just want to take care of it. You want to push, push through. Um, so she was sharing a story with me um, that she was going through, and it, and it put me on her mind. And she texts me, and I always say this, that Janelle is always right on time. She can send me something. She can show, um, she'll say something on the show, uh, and it will just be what I needed at the moment that I needed it. As you all know, um, I have my mother. I have a, a very strong support system. Um, but when you have people outside of your family that are riding for you, and you know that they are there in your corner, I'm telling y'all, it is the best feeling in the world. So I just pray that everyone in their life, that they have a, a, a support system that they can lean and depend, a shoulder that they can cry on, someone that they can go to um, that will help pray with them, pray for them. Um, but I hope that you have a Janelle Williams in your life as well. I leave you with the motivational moment tonight, and you know how I do my inspirations. I'll do a verse, an inspiration, and a prayer. Well, tonight the inspiration, again, it is in the words of Janelle Williams, and this is what she texts me. Because, um, again, it's hard for strong people to say that, you know, hey, I need help or that you need to be replenished. I leave you with these words. You've been working on your goals for a long time, and I know it can be difficult and sometimes disheartening when you see others where you are trying to get to. Sometimes you feel like you are drowning or like you're never going to get there. Sometimes you feel like you are in a dark place 
and you think you've been buried, when the truth is you have been planted. God has planted you in a place where you can grow into your purpose. You can grow in a way that you can truly appreciate your blessing and be utilized the way you are meant to be. Sometimes your dreams grow into something different than you expected because that was his purpose. So I want you to always remember to be patient because he is always on time with his blessing. You are loved, my beautiful sister. That is my motivational moment. Janelle, I love you. I thank God for you every day. I'm telling you, I have a support system around me, y'all, that is beyond words, and I'll never be able to express the gratitude and the thankfulness that I have. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed.